Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Radio. And good morning. I'll be your host today. John's taking off. So there's some time off needed, I'm sure. Dismissed the snowstorm, so that's kind of good. But it was nice to have that kind of moisture come in. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about appraisals. So um, I just want you to be patient with me as we start getting going and, and start talking a little bit about appraisals. So if you have anything else around the home that you'd like to talk about, please call in. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to talk to anything. I mean, it's more important when you call in and you have a question or something, I'd love to get that answered because that's why we're here. So... Um, I'm gonna have my. I'm gonna have a friend of mine, close friend, very dear friend, and a relative that's gonna call in. That's an appraisal, and the reason we want to get a home appraisal, you know, there's right now the one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it. it seems like I'm driving around. And I see a lot of homes for sale and stuff, and and you know the market. It's crazy. So why do we get a home appraisal? You know, I was wondering why do we get that, and it's to estimate the home's actual value. Um, it's typical that having a licensed appraiser inspect the home and, and research the prices of homes that have reached, recently sold in that area to help that. Because if you're asking, say, 450000 for your house and it's only worth 435 the lender will not want to sell it for that price. He, so you're going to have to have somebody help you out with that. And that's where the appraiser comes in. And um, this is really good to have. And, and she can ask questions for it. says, and and answer a lot of of your you know questions that you might have that why should I even get a, an appraiser and and what should I do to make my house better to have a good appraiser or appraisal done on it and you know just what are they looking at and what are they looking for there's a lot of questions that come into this so um, please give me a call three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred my name's Dennis I got Larry behind the the glass and Charlie's helping out as the engineer and. And as as I look at Larry, I reminds me tomorrow's his birthday, so I just want to say happy birthday, Larry. So I think he's twenty seven now. Done that about fifty years, right? So yeah. So yeah, please give us a call if you have any questions. This is Fix It Radio. Love to have you call in and see whatever questions you got. Anything around the house, um, the roof, gardening, anything you got. Um, I'd love to hear from you. So. My well, as soon as we get the call in from Kim, she'll call in, and then we'll start talking about all this, all, about why you want to have your appraiser appraisal done, and and how does it help you? How does it hurt you? If it hurts you at all, I don't know. I don't think so. But um, and then we can ask her what to, what should we do to our home before they come and do an appraiser appraisal. So we want to make sure that we're doing everything right, and you know, and you probably want to have one done before you buy a home because you don't want to pay more for the home more than it's worth. And I know during the time that everybody was just buying these homes up really quick and stuff, a lot of people didn't even have appraisers done, appraisals done, or if they did, they still paid over the amount of the home that it is worth. So, you know, you want to be careful with that because then when times get low, like we're having now, like when you go into recession, then what happens at that point? Because you got a, you got a house that you've overpaid for now. And that's not a good situation to be in either. 
And with the interest interest rates going up, that's that'd be hard. It'd be hard to overcome that. So please give us a call, 303-477-5600. Love to hear from you. Um, what are some other things? Um, one of the things you have to take into consideration, too, is the age of the home, the home's exterior. Um, you know, what What do appraisers look for during a home appraisal? appraisal? When comparing your home to other homes in the area, they will primarily take the size and overall condition of your home who's strong consideration when conducting their analysis. So if you want a three-bedroom home in Raleigh, North Carolina, they will compare the amount of a similar three-bedroom home sold in the Raleigh area when determining the value of your home. So those are kind of things that help, so knowing that and stuff. So we do have Kimberly calling in. So is she there? Kimberly, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. I appreciate this. So I was just telling people, you know, uh, why do we want to get a home appraisal? I was kind of just explaining that a little bit, but I'll let you do a better job of that because that's what you do for a living, right? And, and you, you're, you know, I'm going to have ask you a lot of questions, Kimberly, about, you know, maybe why we want to do this appraiser, appraisal and then what do you look for when you're doing them? So if you can just kind of tell me why should we get an appraisal? Well, there's several reasons. Uh, you Sometimes you want to sell your home and you need to know market value. In those cases, um, if you have a, a buyer going through a bank, uh, then the buyer will need to get the appraisal. Most real estate people can set your value if you go through a real estate person. Um, however, if you don't and you want to do... Uh, uh, sell by owner, then you might want to know what the value of your house is at that point. Um, If you have a death in the family, you need to have a retrospective appraisal done, and that's still market value, but it's as of the date the person passed away. Well, that's interesting, Um, because I didn't even think about that. I know a couple of reasons you have appraisals, but not, I never thought about that one, because then if it's in if you have other people that are in it, you know, family members that are part owners of that home are going to be or whatever, uh-huh. you've got to know what it's worth. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Sometimes you just need to settle it in a state for one reason or another. People go through a divorce and need to know. And uh, whoever hires you, um, you need to let them know that if you uh, are doing an appraisal for one party, that the other party might want to do another appraisal. So, it's a good thing to uh, try to get in with your partner so you don't have to have two separate appraisals. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And get costly. <laughs> it can, huh? It can. Yeah. There's, a, there's insurance uh, value. There's all kinds of reasons to have an appraisal. If you're going out of business, of course, I'm not a commercial appraiser. I am a, re- a residential appraiser. So then you'd have to go, uh, if you're selling your business, you'd have to have that type of appraisal. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So that's good. Um, and that, that's a lot of stuff I didn't even understand. You know, not that I didn't understand it, but I didn't realize the different appraisal reasons you'd get. Uh-huh. There's so. a lot of different kinds of value out there. There's cost. If you're getting a construction loan, there's um, construction loans go by market also, but it can go by cost. Huh. Um, 
there is income if you're uh, uh, starting a small business off off of your property, if you're allowed to do that by zoning. There's all kinds of things. Yeah, that, that reminds me because I did borrow some money when I was buying my business from our house, and I had to have an appraiser to, appraisal done on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. So what do you look for when you're doing an appraisal? I mean, when you go in there, is there certain things that I should do, like clean my house up or um, repaint and hurry up and, you know, get rid of stuff? Or well, It doesn't matter what the stuff you have in the house. No. So. The appraisers basically are trained in their mind to look for structure, condition, um, uh, you know, different kinds of things like, um, how you know, the structure of the home, how it's built, uh, how many windows you have. Um, if you have a walkout basement, um, people don't realize that anything that is in the ground, any even if you have a walkout basement, anything that's in the ground is considered basement. The rest uh, is uh, what the gross living area is is uh, accumulated by is is the above grade okay. uh, square footage. The below grade square footage is part of your basement. Now, depending on the finishing of your basement, um, if it's if it if it's equal to that of the upstairs, it's usually valued pretty close to the same as as the above grade. Above grade has more light, that type of thing, and that that goes into how you value something. If the basement is done uh, with uh, less, uh, I, well, how do I want to say it with not the same quality of products, then th- there might be a difference in how it's valued. Bathrooms um, on both levels are considered. Um, bedrooms have to have, you know, an egress window so that you can escape from it in order for it to be a, a bedroom in the basement along with a closet. Okay. There's a lot of there's yeah. there's so many things to uh, look at uh, the type of windows you have the um, type of siding you have the type of um, flooring you have all all types of things you just kind of uh, are trained in your as you're walking through to pick up on all that. Well, that's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that you have to look at and kind of and it's that'd be hard because. Yeah. <laughs> because we can get judgmental on things, you know. Ooh, I like that. But you try, you try not to. There's, there are, uh, there are rules that appraisers have to abide by. Uh-huh. As for, it's called the UAD, and so it kind of keeps all appraiser, all appraisers, kind of in the same kind of row when trying to figure out quality and condition of a home, and uh, things that fireplaces, things like sprinkler systems. Um, outbuildings, especially in rural areas where I uh, specialize in, um, we have a lot of buildings, barns, um, workshops, all kinds of things that comes into yeah, sheds. Yeah. Yes, and also there are some neighborhoods that, if you have a barn or a workshop, it has to be done exactly like the house. the The outside finishings have to be the same kind of. Uh, siding, the same kind of trimming, that type of thing. So there's a lot of difference in value in a lot of these uh, different kinds of buildings also. Yeah, and see, that depends on the um, 
the HOA, they might say if you're going to put a shed up, you have to match the siding of your house. Exactly. Yeah, so then that subdivision would be a different price than, say, one that doesn't do that. Right. Yeah, so it could be more expensive. And then, and then of course, your comparables would come from that subdivision as long as you have them. And not from a subdivision, you know, five miles down the road. Well, you could do it five miles down the road if if it has the same uh, type of homes in there, and those homes are considered comparable, and the same kind of acreage or or not. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was going to be thing. that was going to be my next question: is uh-huh. acreage? Do you, uh-huh. do you compare a four acre lot with a like a ten acre lot? Somet- sometimes it depends on how the cells in that area. The farther east you go from Denver, the the less difference there is. Okay. Um, you know, and as 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 they start building closer and closer, let's just say from Denver to Lyman, as you get, uh, you know, more uh, population that moves out, then that t- kind of creeps up and it changes as you go. So acreage, um, any t- time you are appraising a property and you're trying to appraise for a market value, um, you have to go by the sales. So you have to go by the sales of the comparables. You have to go in acreage. You have to go by the sales of the land that's selling around there. And you go by, you know, the acreage, like five acres versus 10 acres, and see if there's a difference. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there's not that much. Okay. And, and the least amount of adjustments you make to a comparable, to your subject property, the better comparable it is. So you'll always try to find the most similar in acreage, the most similar in in quality and construction of a home. And then when you go in there, like if, if you know, like let's say there's two four-acre lots or something, and, and one person has a lot of trees and a lot of gardening stuff on it, does that help or does that not really... If- if you have a comparable that you uh, that has sold that and one comparable that has sold without it, and you can prove, or not really prove, but support an adjustment for that, then you then you do adjustments for that type of thing. However, any time an appraiser does any kind of adjustments, they have to be able to support it. If you can't support it, you don't adjust for it. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That that has to make your job a little bit harder too. It because does because you, you're researching constantly on every little everything. Well, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And does does HOAs help in that situation, or do do they give you any kind of, you know, if you own a home in an HOA, does that help you at all? Or well, here's here's um, here's a little example. Um, I had an appraisal in Aurora, uh-huh. and the house was beautiful, big. Uh, pretty new, and um, it did not come in to the the sell price that that they wanted. And um, the real estate people called me and asked me, "Why didn't you use this? Why didn't you use that?" And I said, "You have to understand that your HOA covers trash and snow removal, and the and the comparables that you gave me have an HOA that costs five hundred dollars more a month." versus whatever the the one was that I had that was probably $50 a month. Um, and people that qualify for the $500 a month HOA price level 
and the ones with the 50 are it's a two it's two separate markets the one for $500 a month had a golf course a um a clubhouse a pool that type of thing so those are two different markets the houses were pretty similar and you can adjust for that sure but sure. when you have enough comparables in the neighborhood in the same neighborhood there's no reason to go outside of that right and and some some people don't understand that and they need to know that it's a it's a difference in income when yes. it comes to that right and so the market for one house versus another house is totally different even if the homes are similar right uh-huh that's yeah and, and see that's good to have you talk about that because sometimes we don't understand that as consumers we just figured we want the biggest bang for our buck and and we should be able to have that other you know i don't care if they have all that but my house is just as nice as theirs it should be the same price exactly yeah so let me do this i have a caller calling in but what i'm going to do cam is i'm going to take a break okay so if everybody can hear me joe hang on there we're going to be taking a break you're listening to klz 560 with everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3 one buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. 
Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. I got Kim, an appraiser, with us. And and then I have Joe, who just called in about a a question. So we'll go to Joe from New Jersey. How you doing, Joe? Are you there, Joe? Dennis, I'm here. Are you there? Yeah, I hear you now. All Uh, right, good. Hey, just a couple. uh, It's not a question, but just a couple of thoughts on, uh, I realize it's a small subsection, but uh, if you're selling a rural property, which I did two years ago, I had a little horse ranch down in uh, Larkspur. Uh, three things the uh, the appraiser missed, and I had to educate the appraiser. One, water rights. Um, some some land comes with some very generous water rights, which if it's more than you need, you can actually sell some of your water rights. Uh, it's very, very valuable. Uh, also, if you have two equal pieces of property and one has generous water rights and the other one doesn't, it will limit how many head of horses, as an example, you can have on your property. So you can have two 10-acre parcels, one will allow you to have six horses. The other will only allow you to have two horses. So, you know, water rights are important. And I know appraisers, at least the ones I've met, have never, ever looked at water rights attached to the property. Um, second thing they didn't look at is fence. They were comparing my property to other rural properties, and they were simply appraising the house on a dollar-per-square-foot basis. And I had 3,000 feet of post, relatively new post and rail fence that cost $10 a running foot to put in, and yet the appraiser wasn't taking into account the value of 3,000 feet of post and rail fence, which is the only type of fence allowed, by the way. Barbed wire fences were not allowed, so that was the second thing. And finally, the type of road. I paid forty grand to extend the pavement. My my home was originally on a road that was all dirt, and I paid $40,000, and I own, I own my half of the road. I paid $40,000 to have 800 of my road frontage paved and the appraiser just thought that was county road no it was my road and they, yet they weren't taking that they were appraising appraising my property at the same value of a house on a dirt road and i personally believe having a house on a paved road adds value to the property and i'll let kim speak to those three points all right thank you kim did you hear all this yes and everything that you do to your home adds potential value but like I just explained, that if you can, you can divide out 
what that value has done uh, for your property in the in the realm of market value, not cost. We realize that a lot of people put put in brand new kitchens, but um, if it doesn't show that it makes a difference, you can't you can't adjust for it. So if you can find a property um, with landscaping or um, not landscaping, uh, your your type of fence versus a wire fence or, or no fence, and you can pull out a certain type of adjustment, absolutely you adjust for it. As far as adjudicating... Water rights. Kim, <clears throat> we lost her. Yeah, she'll come back. She'll call back in. But um, that's interesting, too. Go ahead, Joe. Well, and my point is, if you're selling a rural property, some of your potential buyers might, in fact, be looking for a place to keep horses. So, you know, obviously, right. if, you're, if your potential buyer is a horse owner or somebody who wants to be a horse owner, everything I just mentioned would add to the, you know, the, how much they would be willing to pay for your property versus a similar property that wasn't fenced didn't have adequate water rights and didn't have a paved road. So, you know, again, I think rural properties, and again, I realize we're talking about a very small portion of your listening audience, but again, if you have a rural property and you're looking to sell it, um, th those things are, are important. Uh, and again, water rights, if you have generous water rights, they can literally be liquidated and sold. You don't have to sell it. You can, you can apportion your water rights. I mean, I had very generous water rights, and if I had wanted to, I could have literally sold my surplus water rights for $50,000. The appraiser was clueless when it came to uh, the value of those surplus water rights that I had. Right. And, and so, I, think, I think what happens, too, is like the appraiser is, appraisal is that price, and sometimes you can ask a little bit more, and then they would just have to put more down. Or, but, but then it does help when it's, it's priced right. So well again in, in the appraisal if 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 a buyer is looking to get a mortgage uh, the buyer you know they only want to put 10% down the you know full and complete appraisal is going to help the buyer get the mortgage amount they want and if the appraiser if the buyer or the bank's appraiser is missing everything i just pointed out uh then you know it may diminish the size of the mortgage your potential equestrian buyer might be able to obtain right uh, so i'm just saying so it'll it'll help the buyer it'll help you and it'll help the buyer uh, but you have to have the right appraiser at least educate your buyer yeah that's buyer, why yeah, that's why kim she does she, she's on. out yeah you're back on kim yeah she does out in the country and that's what she knows best so that's what's good is by having the, the right appraiser do your property too you got to pick the right one because if you do one that does just Denver homes, and then they go out to the country to do country homes, they're gonna they're not gonna catch a lot of this stuff. And that's really frustrating. Really frustrating when I sometimes I review uh, appraisals done by um, appraisers from Denver when they come out into the rural properties and they don't pick up on a lot of things and they they miss a lot of value for for people. And not saying that people from Denver can't do rural properties, appraisers from, but they really need to be educated or, or have someone help them that that are educated, and that is part part of the role of being an appraiser. If you don't know how to do it, then you don't do it unless you have somebody that can show you the way. Right, and other 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 minor things. If you're out in the country and you're not near a fire hydrant. Um, 
it'll make a difference on your insurance rate. If you have a fire pond on your property, you'll get a break on your insurance rate if you don't have a fire pond on your property. So that's so in terms of cost of ownership, that's just another thing. Yeah. So. All right, Joe. That's that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, thanks for calling in. My pleasure. Bye bye. Appreciate it. Yeah, and and Kim, when I was when we were on break, one thing I read is that also you do it to get rid of your um, PMI, your private mortgage insurance. Correct. Yeah, and I didn't think of that. I mean, well, there's a lot of reasons why you get an appraiser. There appraiser. are. Yeah. And and the um, there the FHA uh, with that that insurance. I just read something, and don't quote me, but I just read something that they're going to start working on on that so that more people can qualify through FHA to to start buying homes through their program. So that might be coming. Yeah, because right now you have to put down more than 20% to get rid of that uh-huh, PMI. And, that, and, and that'll help with that PMI. Yeah, because right now if you buy a $600,000 home, that's expensive to put down 20%. Mm-hmm. And, and for people like, you know, we have younger kids that are trying to get in, that's very difficult for them to get in. I really just don't understand how they can. How yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. And our daughter wants to buy a house, and, and now, you know, to come up with 160000 would be tough. You know, Correct. And, and some of them, that's what you need to come up with on some of these homes. And homes are, around Denver seem to be up in that area, five hundred to 600000 Yeah, there's a, uh, they, if they do, so if they talk to, with a real estate person and uh, an agent or a broker, um, they know a lot of different um, um, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, products where it'll help them qualify and use different types of money from the government. Uh, uh-huh. They should probably look into that because there's stuff like chaffa. There's there's a lot of different things out there that'll help first time home buyers. Yeah. Now, what happens is if I'm if if we're look they're looking at a home, say, uh-huh. and all of a sudden you know they don't feel like the price is in the right area, do they call a, an appraiser and have them come out and do an appraiser on, appraisal on it? Or if, they're, if they're trying to buy the, uh, the property? Yeah. Well, see, that's, that's, a, that's a hard line because if they're going through a lender, uh-huh. then the lender has to pick the appraisal. appraisal. So if you want to put the money out to do an appraisal yourself so you feel comfortable that's one thing but then know that that appraisal may not may not qualify with that lender to be used because the oh. lender has to 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 um that lender has to be able to do the hiring because of 2008 when we were having a lot of problems with uh-huh. uh, like straw buyers and mortgage companies and everybody being in cahoots they kind of took some of that away from from people to do that because they didn't want, you know, the the values to be swayed, you know, yeah. basically. Yeah. Lied about, if you want to put it that way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. So, I had a question. Um, so, if we're not happy with that appraiser, then we, you know, we just kind of have to live with it in a sense or just go back to the lender and say you know i'm not comfortable with this and talk to them about it mm-hmm. but um i, I we, did have i did have a uh, brother and sister-in-law that had that were refinancing and they got 
an appraisal that they felt was extremely low. And like your last caller said, the appraiser, uh, I looked over it. I took like four or five hours to look over it, and he didn't adjust for like power lines in someone's backyard or that this person was on a corner. I mean, you know, if you don't if you don't like uh, your appraisal, you can tell the lender. Uh-huh. This is these are the things that were missed, and there isn't anything on the agenda to explain why it wasn't. I mean, anything you do needs to be on the agenda. Do or don't do, and and reasons why or why you did whatever you did. Okay. Because you have to have the trust of people, and you have to be. You have to be clear in what you're doing, and you have to explain it in the appraiser, in the appraisal, and make sure that it's understandable to people. You can't use this verbiage that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Good. Well, that's good. And then, what happens if, if you know, like my my, you know, Pam, she she collects everything that we've done around the house, uh-huh. and then she would probably i know her she'd probably set that folder out on the table to show the appraiser this is what we've done right to the and house that's is what that good should do oh is it oh yes absolutely okay. if you put a new roof in two years ago the appraiser needs to know that if you whatever you do even if you don't think it's important everything's uh-huh. important not everything can be adjusted but everything's important and it's good to know that for you and as an appraiser because you're you're uh, you're comparing it with other properties. Some some have been totally renovated, including furnaces and, and including air conditioning, including everything that is long term maintenance versus short term deferred maintenance, like okay. carpeting. I mean, carpeting and that type of thing. It counts for condition, and but anything that you can. Uh, Anything that you can make sure that a person knows about, like like septic, like you yeah. are selling your house, and now they have the rural out in rural properties that you have to clean out that septic for the the new new buyer, and that came from when people would buy a house, and then all of a sudden the septic would back up and ruin their whole new finished basement. I mean, it's happened, and people get right. sued. Yeah. So. Anything that you do, saying you just you just cleaned out your septic, not that it matters in the long run, but it does, and and it also means that you're uh, hopefully that your septic was checked, and you don't have any break breaking points in the piping. Right. Yeah, and that was that was something that happened with our mother-in-law that she had it scoped down the sewer line, and someone was saying, "Well, you're going to have to have your pipes replaced." Well, then she saved that video. And we showed it to the new homeowner, and he was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and the one guy, the plumber, was saying it was plugged at the end, and the camera showed it going all the way clean to the end, and we can watch the water going down the street. You know, so everything was fine. Yeah. And so we figured, well, we'll just give you a break on it if you think it needs to be done, but he never even asked for that. So that was kind of good because then he had the video to see that it was cleaned out. Yeah, it's, it's, cra- it's crazy. You really have to be careful on who you hire and getting second opinions. Yes. When, you, when when somebody tells you you have to repair or replace something, it's always good to do that. Right. But keep in mind out there that um, appraisers are not inspectors. Right. That That is, uh, I was going to mention that too, because sometimes 
we kind of think that that's what's going to happen when appraiser comes out and then exactly. I'll be able to go out there and fix all the stuff that they just found was wrong that I should probably oh. fix that I didn't get a really high number and that's not really true no, no. appraisers appraisers you can you can say okay they don't have a handrail on their stairs and that needs to be replaced and they'll have to replace that you can say that uh, uh, something in the I had one um, where the carpet was, there was something to do with how the stairs were placed, and there was a bump. Like, they didn't put the stairs in right. There was a bump there, which was a trip hazard. And appraisers can say this is a safety hazard or a health hazard. Okay. I had a house in Commerce City that when you flush the toilet upstairs, it was a waterfall in the basement. Oh, that's not good. And there, there were several things wrong with that house, but I had a real estate person call me and say, can you just sign off on that? These people want to move in and she's pregnant. And I was like, that is a health hazard. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, there there are uh, there are things that appraisers can, you know, when they're obvious and you can see them that they can say, but they're not inspectors. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what, um, we're really close to a break, so I'm going to take a quick break. Hang in there. And okay. if you guys, if anybody has any questions other than the ones I'm asking, please give us a call, 303-477-5600. You're listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away. 
Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and, in most cases, an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest on your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And the MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. I'm Dennis. I'm your host today. John's off. And I have Kimberly with KLM Appraiser. Is that right, Kim? KLM Appraisals of Colorado. Okay, there you go. And and after this, too, I'm going to have you um, email John Rush at, is it KLZ, Charlie? It, what is it? Okay. Well, I'm going to have you email something to us so we can put it on the website, Kim, okay. your information, if that's okay with you. Sure, that's fine. Okay. And see, that's, that's another question. Do we, if we have something, can people just call you up or... If you yes. give your information and they can have you do the appraiser, but, or do they have to have it go through the lender? Um, it depends on what they need it for. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so that would be true. Not, if they're not uh, trying to get the uh, sell, selling their property, some people hire appraisers just to know where they stand. Well, right. Especially in these, these markets where you don't really know what's going on. Right. So, because each area could have a totally different market. Right. People in Lakewood can have a totally different market than people in Castle Rock. So <clears throat> it, just, okay. it, just, it depends on where they are. And um, I grew up in Colorado, so I've lived in Denver and Golden and Arvada and everywhere. But, but it's always good to have somebody that's familiar and close to your area, um, like uh, rural versus... Um, and any appraiser could probably do t- in-town uh, appraisals, but not every appraiser can do rural. So, 
that's that's good to know. And then yeah, you know, like when you we were talking about the um, doing it for a PMI, you can just do that probably, and then you know go yeah. back to, to get yeah. that released. And if 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 they do that, they need to get um, an email or authorization from their lender that if they hire an appraiser, they're they're they they hire it, not the lender, that um, that they will accept it. I had uh, a, a couple that hired me to do an appraisal because their lender said go ahead, and then when they got it, then the lender said, oh. We're not allowed to do that. That's and not good. Wasted all that money. Yeah, that's that's a good point to make. Uh-huh. That, you know, we should check that out before we even, yeah. Make sure it's in writing. Is what yes. I'm, yeah. Because they were told. And, you know, people people work hard for their money. They don't need to waste it. Right. And that's why I tell people when they, when they, when I used to be on, um, home advisor years and years ago and people would call and say i need this because i'm trying to sell my home and i would tell them you don't need an appraiser appraisal the the borrower needs the appraiser okay so okay we have a caller calling in no hang on hang on a second he's still queuing him up but anyway that's good information because sometimes you know we don't know you know shoot you know you don't want to waste the money like you're saying you want to be cautious of that you know, so there's, you know, like even if you're going through a divorce, you mentioned maybe both parties can get to one. Yeah, You could exactly. both use that person if you agree on that person, if it's a neutral person. So we do have a caller, Dennis, from Arvada calling in. Okay. How are you doing, Dennis? Good. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Good morning. Good. Yep. I happen, we happen to notice we put a, we're, we're looking at uh, putting a house on the market, and we've got an appraisal done. But I happen to notice since that bank failure in California that the mortgage prices, the home prices, have dropped about $50,000 overnight. Um, the, the Zillow, um, all, the, all the home services have dropped the prices dramatically on the value well, of the homes. Uh, you know, Zillow is one thing, but when you're appraising a property, you're going by the sales that have happened not by what they're assuming the sell should be. And I don't I know how Zillow really works, but go ahead, I'm I, sorry. No, I understand that, but it's, it's not, I'm not going by Zillow's values. Okay, I good. just noticed that, that on my home, let's say it was valued at six ninety nine. Overnight it went down to six fifty. On Zillow? Um, on all of them, all, all the homes. Um, I've noticed the market has dropped value on the homes not because of the buying and selling, but because of the banks valuing the homes lower. Hmm. Well, I yeah, don't. Have it's, I don't it, know how the, those those type of uh, uh, companies get their their um, values. Comparables. I don't want to say. I'm, I well. Comparables are that. houses that have sold. Right, right. comparables right now on on my in my neighborhood that are active right now, uh-huh. the prices, the values of the homes have dropped. Yeah, not because of the market. It's because of the banks not wanting to loan the money, the full value out to the homes. Well, the, I'm convinced the, the, of that. The values have to be have to be derived from the sales. Is what I'm saying. It can't be if if the sales start going down, then. Your values start going down, but if the sales haven't gone down, they have not. Then, then 
then my they can't say that strong. that's what you're, then the appraiser has to go by the sales. They don't go by anything on Zillow. Yes, he did, and I'm happy with the appraisal, but I, I, okay, I honestly think there's a push to drive the prices of homes down. Oh, you know. I'm not on the lender side, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've just noticed a real drop across the market all over. And, and I don't think it's driven by market sales and buying as much as it is by the valuing of the banks. Yeah, well, huh. don't know how they could not go by the sales because that's how you get your market value. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. All right, You're well, welcome. thank you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, and I think during the springtime, this is when the houses go up the most, too, to be honest yeah. with you. because kids are getting out of school. Kids are getting out of school. People want to get into a house before school starts. So there's a lot of sales and purchases going on right away. And I mean, we've noticed that a lot of homes have been going real quick. I mean, they're not on the market very long. And, uh, but I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, like I said, each area is different. Yes. And I uh, haven't noticed a, a lot in the last year as far as fluctuation in, in the sales prices. No, no. In the area that I've done mostly. So, you know, but it doesn't mean that other other places in Colorado aren't a little different. Right. Well, I've been looking at, Pam and I have been looking and watching and stuff, the prices, just trying to help out Jenny and Brian. And, and I notice they're not fluctuating. They're, oh. you know, and some people put them back on and they'll say price reduced, but I think that's because they need to move. You know, they're trying, maybe they got a job and they got to get out. That might be, but that's very few. But I see that it says price reduced. And a lot of times when they, they, a lot of people are testing. Like, they don't really have to sell, so they're going to keep their house on the market. And if they get it, they get it. And if they don't, then they just won't sell. Right. Well, that, yeah, that's true. And, and that we have that in our neighborhood, yes. that there's someone that's did that. They put their house up pretty high up, and, and, that, and then, you know, it's just the way it is. They say mm-hmm. then if he gets it, he gets it. If not, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You're a little late, buddy, if you want. <laughs> yeah. If you want something more, because it was really crazy for a while there. Right, right. And I'm surprised that the homes are still going like crazy. But um, um, I'm trying to think what else, because that was good information to know that to hang on to stuff and show people what you've done to to fix up your house or how you've maintained it and that you've taken care of it. You know, because oh, yeah. like I say, we save everything, you know, like if we do stuff on the, on the, on the um, heater, I want to make sure I keep all those receipts because... You know, just to show people if we ever were to sell that, look what we've done. We've maintenance it. It also makes me look back and go, oh, I already did that, or I fixed this, or I fixed that. So, Or how long ago was it? Right, right. Uh, so we have Bruce from Minnesota calling in. So, Bruce, how you doing? Bruce? Good morning. Uh, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Morning. I'm doing great. Uh, I know I'm in Minnesota, and y'all are in Colorado. Uh this is a question. I got my uh, proposed taxes for next year. My valuation, I live in a small town, 78 people. My valuation for tax went from 39000 to 59000 I'm wondering, should I have an appraiser come and say, not really? Well, why don't you do this first? Call your, your assessor. And go in and have a meeting with one of the appraisers there. Make sure that, and and this is good for everybody, make sure that the assessor has the correct information on your property. 
because when when appraisers are working and they're they're going in and they're working with a uh, software that's a program and it's for mass appraisal and sometimes they could hit the wrong button and there you go and and, okay, and, it, and, it, and it could just be an easy mistake if not then just have them show you the sales that they went by to up your property values yeah that much okay, yes it, it was it, uh, it was two uh, outbuildings, but um, not anymore because I'm going to tear one down. It basically fell. Okay, but I, I agree with Kim. What you do is go back to the to the appraiser to your county and and have them fix that. Tell them why did you come up with this, or you know they need to prove how they did that. So if you can okay. do that, that'd be great. Yeah, this is there is a section on there that says uh, if you're questioning this. So, yeah, I do appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you you very much. Thanks for calling in. And and that goes for everybody here in Colorado. We could do the same thing. I know that um, out in Arbor County, they did that. They went through and did a whole bunch of new appraisal. You know, they were going around doing the homes and stuff. So you can. Dennis. Yes. I'm I'm back. Yes, I heard. I saw you come back up. So, oh, oh, sorry. Well, I just wanted to let him know that if you you can protest your value right. once a year. Yes, I didn't know if, what if you said that or not. No, I did not. But I'm glad you said that because that I used to do that at the shop all the time because I always tried to raise my thing and and I always protested it. So, well, you know, we have we. I used to be an appraiser for the assessor's office for over nine years. Right. And people would say, I just always want to make sure, and they protested every year. That is your right. You yes. can do that. And you should do that, and people out there should make sure that what they have is correct. I had I had a person paying 400 square feet extra for since he built his house because the assessor's office did not measure his property correctly. And you can only go back two years to get your money back. You can't go back the whole time you've had your house, only two years in Colorado anyway. Right. No, so that's good information. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good for everybody to know, to look at that and make sure that they have the correct information on your property. And you can do you that can even. Have a whole, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you could have uh, listed on there that you have a finished basement when you don't have a finished basement because the last owner never called to verify it. So if you're in a se- in the assessor's office and you don't know if the, the basement's finished or not, you put it finished with hopes that the homeowner will call and say, uh, my basement's not finished, and so that you can go out there, verify it, and correct it. That makes sense. And that's how that works. Yeah, it, it does work that way. Yeah, that's good to know, and and that can happen yeah. anywhere in any county you're in. Oh yeah, every anywhere because uh, the assessor's office they don't go in your home; they just do the outside. Yeah, and then so, it, when I protested, they 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 actually sent a an, uh, the person came out to me to right, the shop, and they, and they walked right. around. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, which was and. The, and the, and then we also have, you know, residential people that have uh, commercial uh, coming out, out of a residential property, a significant 
commercial company. And um, when uh, when those people come in, then they have a chance to protest that also. But we still the the assessor's office still needs to go out and verify that they do or they don't have that. So it's good in in all areas. All right. Well, if someone needs an, can they call you if they need an appraisal? Yes, they can. If you want to give your information out over the phone, that's fine. Go ahead and do that for us. Okay. It's uh, uh, 303-915-8697. And I do specialize in rural appraisals. And, And the name of your company again was? KLM as a Mary Appraisals of Colorado. Okay, and then um, I'll get with you later because I'm going to have you send me all your information to me, and then I'm going to get it to to John, and he'll put it on the website. Um, but okay. before we go, I think we have another caller coming in, so let me see what he okay. if he has a question for us and stuff. Okay. But um, I really appreciate you calling, you know, doing this, Kim. I really do, and I I, I learned a lot today just myself, and I've known you for a long time. Okay, we're yeah. gonna <laughs> we're gonna go to Steve real quick. So go ahead, Steve. Steve, is he there? There you go, Steve. Good morning. Can you okay. Hear me? Yep. Got a question, real quick. Well, just a couple thoughts on appraisal and Zillow. First of all, Zillow is really no valuation whatsoever. It's a guide. It's a bunch of Microsoft whiz kids left, and their algorithm, at least in El Paso County, doesn't even recognize the value of below grade square footage, which is extremely valuable to people, even though it's assessed. I should say appraised for maybe 30% above grade. And then there is a process, as I think your appraiser mentioned, that you can appeal these appraisals. And probably worth doing because we just had one uh, first transaction cratered two weeks ago. And the second appraisal was way less than the first. And so we're appealing that. And then really quickly, this is important, but on um, home security. Yeah, we're going to have to go, Steve. I'm so sorry. Kim, thank you for calling in. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You've been listening to KLZ 560 Fix-It Radio. The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.